Man. Whoa, boy, boy. Woo! Can't outrun it. You can't outsin it. <laughs> now, we're not trying to sin, are we? Shall we continue in sin that grace, all this grace stuff. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul said, certainly not. How can we? See, you've got a new nature on the inside of you. We don't want to sin. Give me a little light in the house. All right. Thank you, Lord. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, the Women's Conference, for you old school people, we got flyers. You remember, anybody old enough to remember flyers? Okay. All right. Well, what I'd like for you to do is jump over to our uh, summit page, the, the same page that we have that we broadcast the uh, Sunday morning message, and um, find the flyer. It looks like this, and push it out. Okay? Okay. So... Um, remind me, uh, Shatan, to get, there's a box of books in my car. Actually, just bring me that box of books. Yeah, just, and uh, just, well, actually, don't bring me the box of books. Just bring me one book out of the box. Bring the box in, and then bring me one book out of the box. Okay, so, uh, let me get over here to my, uh-oh. What do I do with my phone? I leave that phone, my phone over there? Yes, here it is. Praise God. I was busy recording. Can I run it? Thank you, Lord. That's, that's some good stuff right there, man. How many of you appreciate our praise and worship team, man? Woo! Thank you, Lord. Amen. You just can't get enough of God's grace. Okay, and so um, just as I'm warming up here, and a welcome to the Indianapolis campus, and um, but I really appreciate uh, everybody. Just give a shout out to the Indianapolis campus. Amen. They've been kind of nomads moving around here. We, we're in a different building and getting ready to move to another one at some point. And thank you. And uh, so y'all just. Hang in there. That fits right and good in this slot right here. Praise the Lord. So um, just want to give, give y'all a shout out. Y'all are so faithful, great workers. You guys moving stuff in the storage. I mean, it takes some effort and it takes some work to get moved from one building to another and take all the equipment out, setting up um, every week, getting it. And now we're in, we used to have it the storage in the building, but now the storage is, is at a separate place, and we have to bring that <coughs> from the storage and set up every single Sunday. And so, uh, so shout out to y'all for being so faithful and doing that under the leadership of uh, Pastor Gary and, and Nita. And actually, they are going to be bringing all that equipment down for the women's conference. Hmm? And uh, Steve Grigsby, who's a uh, man, uh, little did I know years ago when he worked back when I IRC was in existence, 
existence we bought equipment from them all the, these lights that came from them that was Steve Grigsby and his team that set all that stuff up and when we changed the uh, sanctuary around and remodeled and stuff uh, and, and now little did I know years later he would be a part of our church amen and he's he's, he's so faithful and uh, just I'm singling people out but y'all know who you are well, he didn't call my name. Well, all y'all, okay? Because as soon as you start calling names, you leave somebody out. But I do want to shout, give a shout-out to Rhonda Cole, who faithfully attends a Wednesday Bible class. No matter where you are in the world, no matter where you're watching, um, you can dial in, go to my Al Jennings uh, page, and um, you can... Get some Bible study on Wednesday morning, 7.30 Eastern Time. Praise the Lord. And so, um, but Rhonda faithfully attends on Wednesday mornings. And she had an episode that I saw on her Facebook page, and she talked about how she claimed Psalm 91 over her life, that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No evil will befall us. Praise God. He gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Well, um, I don't remember the whole thing, but the, the, the essence of the story is this truck was headed her way while she was crossing the street. And uh, she said the Holy Spirit told her to jump. And she jumped when the Holy Spirit said jump, and that truck was about an inch from her. And the guy, he was just going too fast, going through an intersection, and uh, he stopped and apologized, said, oh, I'm so sorry. He, excuse me? He didn't see her? Okay. Okay, amen. My wife is trying to help me here. Praise the Lord. I don't know what relevance that has to the stuff, but no, okay. All right, so anyway, the point is she did what the Holy Spirit said do, and the whole, that's the Holy Spirit watching over her. See, sometimes you don't have, you don't have time to quote five scriptures. <laughs> Holy Spirit say, jump, jump. <laughs> amen, don't wait for a sign. Do what the Holy Spirit says to do, amen. Praise God. Um, I wasn't going to say anything about this, and uh, I don't like talking about myself a lot. See? See? Okay. I wasn't going to say anything about this book, and uh, because it's a business book and uh, that I wrote. Short, it's a short read, and um, it found out, I got so excited last night, it's a, it's a new release, and it, it made an Amazon bestseller list, and um, as a like a for a, a new new release bestseller list, and it's, and it, for those of you that are entrepreneurs, um, get a hold of it. Uh, Thirty quick social media marketing tips for 2019, and I wasn't going to say anything about this book, Joanne, <laughs> but Adrian, uh, my daughter, who's here from. Texas, and she, yeah, man, and so she said, um, 
are you selling this at church? I said, well, no. She said, well, why not? You got business people in church, don't you? I said, well, that's true. So I've got some. If you have to, if you have to buy it, it's $5 and something. But I recommend, I would rather you not buy it, actually. I'd rather you, it would help me, my sales on Amazon, if you go buy the Kindle version, it's 99 cents. If you don't have a dollar, just let me know. I'll give you a dollar and go order it. It'll help me. Okay? So, but if you want the hard copy, you have to buy the same. It's five, five something. You can buy the, the hard copy. It's fine. But that aside, let's get into this word. So, God wants you healed. I love that song. His goodness, man, is he's better than good. The scripture says that, that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And um, just I want to clear the air before we get into some of these scriptures because sometimes people want to say, well, what about this and what about that? We, we need to remember who our example is and who, who we are to always see. The, Jesus is the message of the scriptures. The scriptures, all the scriptures point to Jesus, okay? And so, uh, everybody say he's good. So, every good, James says, every good and perfect gift comes from, from above. Everybody would agree that sickness, disease is not good. Amen? I mean, you know that sickness is bad. Health is good. The devil is bad. God is good. The thief, see, when somebody died, don't say, well, the Lord took them. The Lord had an empty spot in his garden in heaven, and he just saw fit to remove that wonderful plant, that little, that little baby was so precious, we know. But God had a spot in heaven, and he removed that wonderful plant. We don't know why, but we trust his purposes. And he took that lovely uh, child and put it in his spot in heaven. I mean, that doesn't even sound, it sound it, it's, it's crazy. And people sitting there, and what we don't realize is people who don't know God, they listen to that nonsense. How many of you know a lot of unbelievers come to funerals? Just to pay their respects and so forth. And they hear this nonsense. Well, the Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. Now, we can go into this stuff about Job. I don't have time for that. Well, what about Job? What about Jesus? Okay. See, that, that, that's, that's what I want you to see. Let's not, let's not get stuff twisted. Well, why, why, we talked about last week, this is how I got sidetracked, talking about the man born blind. I can explain all of this, all these arguments that people uh, uh, talk about. The man born blind, I dealt with that. Job, when Job said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He wasn't, 
that, that was Job talking. Everything in, the, everything in the Bible is not true. What did he say? What did you say, preacher? No, everything in the Bible is truly stated, but everything in the Bible is not a statement of truth. God didn't say that. Job said that in his ignorance. If you read chapter 3, the reason why this stuff came on Job was because of fear. He said, the thing that I greatly feared had come upon me. The reason why catastrophe and calamity happened in Job's life was because he opened the door through fear. God had nothing to do with that. All you have to do is, is look at the, at the uh, uh, first chapter. You can see God didn't have anything to do with it. It was the devil that came in and wreaked, wreaked havoc in his life. God didn't have anything to do with that. So don't blame God for stuff that the devil does. Okay? And the whole, you think like you're reading the book of Job, you think you're reading a whole lifetime of a man, but you're not. You're only reading like nine months. And the Bible says that, it sees the end of Job was better than the beginning. He said the Lord blessed the latter end more than the beginning. He had twice as much as what he had before. The stuff that, that what God didn't take stuff away from him, it was the devil that stole from him. All you have to do is read the first chapter. But he didn't live his whole life broke. The Lord, he was blessed in the beginning, and, and Satan took stuff away from him because he's the thief. But not, not that the devil can just come in and take anything from you. He opened the door through fear. And the Bible says, why don't you read, stop reading. Don't stop in the first chapter. Read the last one. The Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. He, was, he had twice as much as what he had before. And even Job, if Job was sick, is Job your example? Does the Bible say, looking unto Job, the author, no. said, looking unto who? Jesus. Well, Paul left Trophimus sick. Trophimus, what does that have to do with you? It's like Peter was, you know, in, in John. He says, uh, Lord, what about this man? Talking about John. Jesus like, if I wanted for him to remain until I come back again, what is that to you? You follow me. <laughs> so, amen. No, no word. None yet. He's like, Jesus, but what about this man? Like, come on, man. Well, Paul had a thorn in the flesh. See, I explain all that. I got a whole teaching on it. Paul's thorn in the flesh. Where does it say it was, it was sickness? In fact, if you read, you'll find out. Just, if you just read, you'll find out what the thorn was. Right? So, it, and it wasn't sickness. The Bible doesn't say. So, we, let's, not, let's not throw stuff into the Bible that's not there. And so, but even if Paul was sick, people say, well, some people say, well, he had pus coming all out of his eyes. The Bible don't say none of that. But even if he was sick, does the Bible say, looking unto Paul, the author and finisher of our faith? No, looking unto who? Does the Bible say, looking unto the man that was born blind? No, looking unto who? 
Looking unto Jesus. Praise God. Let me give you a scripture reference. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. I'm just clearing the air so you can see the word. Because a lot of times, when, when, how many of you believe the Bible? Everybody, I want you to say, surely. surely. Tell your neighbor, say, surely. surely. What does that mean to you, surely? What is it? Come on, tell me. Talk to me. Indianapolis, talk to me. What, talk to me. What? What does that mean? Surely. Okay, y'all said you believe the Bible, right? I'm setting you up. But I got to clear the air because similar stuff people say, well, what about? What about Jesus? Was Jesus ever sick? Did Jesus have pus coming out of his eye? Even if Paul did. The scripture don't say he did. But when was Jesus sick? I'm teaching here. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. Man, I, I, I see people get out of this the thorn in the flesh. I mean, man, is that all you get out of this? Man, just look at, I see the abundance of revelations that he was getting from the Lord, man. I mean, it, 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 he was such a target of the enemy because of, of, of his production level. I mean, he was getting so much revelation, man. And, and see, so the, the, the thorn was persecution. Man, don't let me get, I, 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 if I'm not careful, I can get lost in the weeds here, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to get up out of here. But let me just, do like James Brown used to say, hit it and quit. Some of y'all don't know. Matt knows what I'm talking about. So, a thorn in the flesh, lest I be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Now, he tells you what it is. A messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. I need to get up out of this because I, I want to teach it. But I want to move on to some other stuff here. God wants you healed. All right? So let's, Jesus is our example. And see, let me go back. To, you think I forgot, don't you, about what I was about to share, uh, share earlier. But I, I did forget, but the Holy, thank God for the Holy Spirit. The problem is when you go to these funerals and they talk this nonsense. Remember that nonsense? The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. So God didn't say that. Job said that. Everything in the Bible is truly stated. Everything in the Bible is not a statement of truth. Let's have a board meeting. It's time for a board meeting. Okay. Somebody need a secretary. Take notes. Rochelle, you look like a good secretary. All right. You, and you, you always take notes. Amen. Some folks, they just look at you. But you take notes. So, all dogs. You ready? Take notes. We're going to have a board meeting. I'll call to order. Let me, let me call the board meeting to order. Call the board meeting to order on um, July 14th, 2019. Got the date right? 
I'll, I'll get there. Just, just, just be patient. All dogs that come into the world have six heads and nine legs. I said six heads and nine legs. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something really ridiculous, man, because people try to lie on animals. I've heard somebody they, they, they tried to say that um, that that the, uh, the they found these homosexual uh, penguins. But the Bible says that that um, even uh, nature, you can look at nature. Um, or, or it says, here, here's what it says, like, man, man with man, a woman, a woman. It's, the scripture says in Romans, we'll get back to the board meeting. This is just some side note. This won't cost you nothing. But it, but, but it says that it's against nature. Um, homosexuality is not, you can't bring that over into civil rights. That's not, like a person's skin color is not, that's a, that, that, that nobody has a choice of what their skin color is. Homosexuality, that's a choice. No matter what they tell you, the Bible says it's against nature. And I believe we ought, we ought to love everybody. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here picketing nothing or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just saying what the Bible says, okay? And the Bible says it's against nature. It, didn't, it just didn't say it was against human nature. It's against all nature. See, I, and I talk about it. You've never seen two homosexual dogs and cats, but they're trying to say that now. But, but show me them getting it on. You just got two penguins walking down the street. You can't try to make that push, push the two, two female penguins walking together. I see, I see ladies walking together uh, just going down and talking. And I might be walking with a man. That doesn't mean that's my partner. So just stop it already. Okay, so let's go back. Well, see, be a pastor, he gay bashing. I'm not gay bashing. See, don't get stuff twisted. I'm just trying to help you don't believe lies. Get me started on that. All dogs coming to the floor have six head, nine legs. Okay, we close the board meeting. We're gonna fast forward. Let's go in the hot tub time machine. Let's go <laughs> one month later, and we're gonna call to record the board meeting, the minutes for the last meeting. Okay. Give me the minutes, Rochelle. Wait a minute. Okay, just say, say first of all, say Pastor Al said. Pastor Al said, all dogs that come into this world have six heads and nine legs. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Class, is that true? I, what was that? I'm, just like my wife. Can't answer yes or no. I said, is it like is a yes or no? Is that true? See, 
Can y'all say yes or no? So, okay, I'm going to count it. One, two, is, one, two, three. Is that true? One, two, three. Most people say no. Some people, a few people say yeah. Okay, watch this. It's not true. But it's truly stated. That's exactly what I said, but the statement is not true. Now, if you understand that, you might think I'm being silly, but this will help you greatly in your understanding of the Bible because some things in the Bible are truly stated. that The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. It's in the Bible the way it's supposed to be. All Scripture is not inspired. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. But every word is not inspired. That Job said that, and that's not true. But it was truly stated, but it was not a statement of truth. So, when people say that, and you got unbelievers in a funeral, and they're sitting there, and they're, hmm, well, God got a, had a spot in heaven, and he's taking this little child that's five years old, got hit by a truck, and this family goes to church, the wife's in the choir, husband's the usher, they never miss a Sunday unless they're on vacation. They won't even watch online. They're going to come. But yet their, their child got run over by a truck. Now, the prostitute down the street, their kids run underneath the truck <laughs> and don't get killed. Why didn't God seem like God would take them? It's like God's about taking somebody. Why would, why would he take the, the faithful church member's child? Seemed like he'd take the prostitute's child. Prostitute not thinking about church. So the whole thing doesn't even make sense. God is not in the business of taking people. The only people that God ever took, he took them alive. There's only three people God took. One, Enoch. Because one day Enoch went jogging. And the Lord took him. He took him alive. Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind. Jesus, a cloud the cloud of witnesses, I believe that's a cloud of witnesses in the Old Testament, took him out of, the, out of their sight after the resurrection, so forth, when he appeared to the disciples. Whew. Woo! I'm going to watch that DVD. I want to watch it on Blu-ray when I get to heaven, man. That was, those are the only three people God took, and he took them alive. So I think now we can start our message. We looked at this, beloved, I pray that you may. This is, this is God's word, right? Everybody say, surely. surely. Okay. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in what? Health. Just as your soul prospers. Now, let's get right to it. Took me a minute, but you know what? I got 15 minutes left. What's that first word up there you see on that screen? Surely. Everybody says, surely. No, you got to have a little hum in it. 
Okay. All right. Here's what we're getting to right now. We're, here, we're getting to the foundation of it all. This is the foundation of it all. This is when Jesus took your, took your sin. Man, I got some powerful stuff that I can, I can share with you. Um, let me just digress a little bit. Oh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to just wait till we get to that part. Okay, getting ahead of myself. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Let me give you a little brief word study here. The word griefs is holy in Hebrew, and it means sickness. Most of the time, you can find this out by going and getting you a concordance if you don't have one. Um, there's wonderful online tools that you can get, concordances. You can get one right on your smartphone. And look at the word, not, not the word grief, but the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. The New Testament was originally written in Greek. Okay? Now, if you search the Hebrew word that's translated griefs, most of the time it's either sick, sickness, sicknesses, illness. This is a mistranslation. It's supposed to be sickness. And I'm going to prove it, actually not from any modern-day commentaries or any, 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 any commentaries other than we're going to actually go to the best commentary ever, ever. Surely he bore our sicknesses and carried our sorrows. The word sorrows should be pain. The Hebrew word is makob, which should be pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Why is, why was, now, this is talking about Jesus. This is Isaiah looking ahead to Jesus. All right? So, he's prophesying about Jesus, and he said, surely. Everybody say, surely. So, if this is true, that this word grief is sickness, and I'm going to prove it to you. From the best commentary ever, Jesus. He's actually going to reference this. And let's see how Jesus translates it. How about that? So surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. See, God, Jesus never committed any sin. He was, he was smitten and stricken with our sin. And he was afflicted with our, and, and, and smitten and stricken with our sicknesses, all of them. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace. One translation says the chastisement that he was chastised. Everything Jesus did on the cross, all of it was for, for us. None of it was for himself. He never committed any act of sin. He became sin. Okay, so th th this chastisement he took was, was for our peace. 
One translation, the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hold that in your mind. We are healed. I want to read something to you. Watch this. Any, anybody ever had any wrong thoughts? Okay. What about the rest of them? Anybody, anybody had any, any wrong thoughts? Anybody had any wrong actions? Anybody had any wrong words? Anybody ever said the wrong thing? Hmm. Anybody ever had any shame about anything? Anybody ever make any bad decisions? Okay. Watch this. He was wounded for whose transgressions? So wouldn't you think, say that everything that I, that, that I mentioned, everything that I listed, is under the category of a transgression? Okay, watch this. Jesus on the cross. This is what he did. This is why, man, we, we can thank him every day. Lord, thank you that you forgave me. Even for the stuff that I'm going to do tomorrow or the next day, you already forgave me. Jesus took all of your sins, past, present, and future on the cross. He was judged in your place for every one of your wrong actions, for every one of your wrong thoughts, for every one of your wrong words. He took all of your shame and bad decisions. You will never be punished for anything that you've done wrong because Jesus took all your punishment on the cross. Uh, somebody should shout. Let me just shout for you. Hallelujah. I really could read that again. I mean, we just stop it. Just meditate on that. I mean, that's just so powerful. So what do you, what do you have to fear? What do you have to worry about? What do you have to be condemned about? See, some people get in condemnation because they think they should be further along now than they are. Well, you know, I'm 40, and I still haven't done this and that, and, and comparing yourself with others, which the Bible says it's not wise. Just keep looking at Jesus. He's going to get you where he wants you to be. Amen. Just rest. Know that it's all covered, every bad decision. Jesus can make up for lost time. Hallelujah. He's able to, to catapult you levels at a time. I mean, just, boop, 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 just take you up. Amen. You are the head. See, just, just proclaim who you are. You're the head and not the tail. You're blessed coming in and blessed going out. You're blessed in the city and blessed in the country. That's who you are. All right, let's look at Jesus. What does Jesus say about Isaiah 53? That it might be fulfilled 
Well, this is actually Matthew's commentary. I said Jesus. I meant, uh, should, should have said uh, Matthew. But it's still Jesus because it's the words of Jesus. It's the word of God. So it's, it's, the, it's the Lagos. This is, the, this is the Holy Spirit. Matthew's writing it down. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore, guess what? Our sicknesses. Surely he has borne our, remember, remember what I said? Everybody say surely. Surely he has borne our sicknesses. Well, Pastor Al, you you just you just making the Bible say what you want to say. It it says griefs. It don't say sickness. Well, what does Matthew say? He said he's borne our sicknesses. He took lambano in the Greek. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I'm glad you're excited about that. So if you're taking notes, actually, if you're taking notes on the app, there's actually fill in the blank. So the word griefs, if you miss, just in case you miss it, let's go over again. What does that word griefs mean? Surely is born our griefs. What does that word grief mean in the Hebrew? Okay, it's holy in the Hebrew, but right down in your notes, it means sickness. The word pain is makob in Hebrew. It, it means what? Excuse me, the word, surely he is born our griefs. Sorrows, the word sorrows, makob in Hebrew, means what? Pain. So if he, do you know what, the, do you know what you just read? Do you realize what you just read? At the same time he took your sicknesses, or excuse me, the same time he took your sin, he took your sicknesses. Now are you going to cherry pick? Just, just list that, with, with all the promises, that's one of them. Take it. It belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. What if, what, what if we believe that, that the same time he took your sicknesses, same time he took your sin, he took your sicknesses? Guess what? If he didn't take your sicknesses 2,000 years ago, we got a problem. Houston, we got a problem. Maybe he, maybe, he left, maybe he left some of them sins. Maybe he didn't take all of them. Maybe I got to pay for some of them. And while I'm at it, let's just talk about this business of, uh, and people want to, <laughs> People want to complain and talk about the Catholics, how they go in and, and they confess their sin. I'm like, yo, you ain't got to do all that. They go and confess your sin to some priest. Some Christians are worse. Some Catholics will go in maybe once a month. I don't know how often they go in. But there's some Christians every day. Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of this. I don't know. I must have done something. 
And uh, anytime they know they sin, they, they'll confess it. But just to, just to cover all, they'll just give a blanket. Well, just forgive me all my sins. As if your confession, you know confession never was a method of forgiveness. In the Old Testament, it was the blood of animals. It was never a confession. It was the blood. It was the blood that covered the sin. So it's the same thing in the New Covenant. It's Jesus' blood that, that, that he presented in the heavenly holy of holies. And the Bible says it's not with the blood of animals. It's like, like the high priest will go in year after year to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. But Jesus went once into the holy place. He took his blood once, one time. He gave one sacrifice for sins forever. One sacrifice. For all your sins, past, present, and future. It's not your confession that forgives you. It's the blood of Jesus 2,000 years ago. You're already forgiven. And for you to confess your sins to try to get forgiven is dishonoring the sacrifice. Oh, oh so, so do you know that Paul never asked anybody to, for, to confess their sins? Never. He's never, he never, you never see Ask for forgiveness in any New Testament epistle. Now, I know people want a hobby horse, 1 John 1 9, and I don't want to, I don't have time for that today. That's written to unbelievers. It seemed like Paul, if we were supposed to confess our sins and be forgiven, it seemed like Paul would have done, would have asked somebody, you need to confess your sin. All he would do in the sinningest church that there was, recorded the Corinthians, what he told them to do was, if they were in some kind of sin, and they were in all kind of sexual sin, he, he would tell them, he's like, don't you know that your body, he would point them to their identity. He's like, don't you know your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit? But what do we do about like people who lie? I know Christians who lie. I know Christians who steal. Well, here's, here's a crazy idea. Tell them to stop. That's what Paul said. <laughs> you know, you laugh at that. Paul said, him that stole, steal no more. I mean, it's, like, no, it's not complicated. Because <laughs> that's not your nature to do so. We don't have to have a prayer meeting. Sin is not your nature. Huh? I'm not thinking about smoking no weed, even though it's legal some places. So I'm not going to get into that. I mean, do what you want. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to waste mental energy arguing with anybody about it. If you want to smoke weed, do, go for it. You know, I, I, I don't have any desire for it. If it becomes legal, we'll see. But right now, you know, <laughs> it's illegal in, in Indiana. 
Maybe it'll help me preach better. I got some. Carla does yoga. I mean, she don't tell nobody, but she, she, she's like, uh, when we had this couple of yoga, she don't tell nobody, but she squirted this uh, CBD oil on folk. <laughs> y'all didn't know, y'all was in that class, y'all didn't know that. They just <laughs> sprinkle that on. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no I'm kidding. Man, she's going to get me for that. Man. No, I'm going to clear that up now. But here's what I want you to see. This is powerful. In the Old Testament, they knew that the high priest, when he came in there with the blood of, of, of bulls and goats and so forth, they knew that their sins were covered, like, for a year. So they wouldn't be confessing stuff. They knew it wasn't, it wasn't their confession. And guess what? All of that was a type of Jesus. If they relied on the blood, what are you relying on? You relying on your confession? They knew how that sacrifice of those animals that, that, that the priest would go in would cover their sin for how long? I just told you. You're going to go read it for yourself, but take my word for it right now. A year. So, so that whole year, they don't have to confess. They just wait for that blood, right? It, but it, it had an expiration date. Jesus made one sacrifice for sins forever. That's why he sat down. In the Old Testament, the, the high priest couldn't sat down sit down because his work was never done. Jesus sat down. Man, if y'all realize how good news is, this is what this is. If y'all realize how good this good news is. The fact, in fact, he said in Hebrews 9, I believe it is, uh, Trey, that he's going to come back a second time not to deal with sin because he dealt with it. And how do you think he deals with, when Jesus deals with something, when God deals with something, how good a work do you think he does? It's a kind of work that's finished. And that's why on the cross he said, it is I'm preaching, yeah. So, Isaiah said, you know, man, what if you believed that your healing was finished? Look, look, look. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you, watch this, were. Oh, remember Isaiah? Look forward to the cross, and he said, "You are." He he spoke like it already, like it had already happened. You are healed. Peter, looking back on the cross, he 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 flipped it a little bit. He said, "By whose stripes?" Now he's quoting Isaiah. Everybody say, surely. This is not no make-believe stuff. You, you mean sickness is done with you when you embrace it. 
oh, I'm not sure, but well, okay. You got to see it works by believing. I don't believe. It. Well, you, well, you disqualify yourself. Peter, looking back, spoke in the past tense. You were healed. Oh, you missed a good place to shout. I'm, 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 I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to let y'all go eat pasta and stuff. Watch this. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. A lot of people, they stop because they forget his benefits. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all. And some people forgot. Some people never knew in the first place. They never knew it was a benefit. Think about it. If you go all, all your life, I mean, I went, I remember the first time I heard this. I was, I was dating at the time, pre-Carla. Everybody say pre-Carla. Okay, so I was dating this girl. I thought I hit the jackpot, man. She was a pharmaceutical sales rep, and she always had these little samples. I can still see them in my mind, the little samples. And I used, to, I used to grab all them daggone samples. I would be ready for the cold season. You know, the commercials, they prepare you for the cold season, right? And then you, you start to, uh, I, I was just ready. So whenever, you know, the cold season hit, I, I grabbed them little, little, little bottles, man, I'd be ready. I'd be knocking myself out. NyQuil, man. Anybody remember NyQuil? I mean, the medicine cabinet. What medicine cabinet? I don't have no medicine cabinet. Uh, uh, man, I'm probably taking five things. And, man, it's a, it's a testimony to God. I've, and the only time I've taken medicine so I can get up there and have some kind of voice when I, I was being attacked, because we all get attacked with stuff, right? And I've probably taken maybe five things in, since, what, in the 1980s when I got a hold of when I, when I When I learned this, I took all that, I, I got, took all that medicine and I put it, and I took it out to the daggone dumpster. I said, because I found out surely. It's true or it ain't. So I ain't preparing to be sick. Taking them meds, take them out of that daggone dumpster. Now I'm not telling you to throw away your medicine. Don't, don't go lying on me. I'm not against doctors, anything that helps. And, uh, and, and, and like I said last week, those of you folks that think that God put a sickness on you, that nonsense that teach you something, then stop going to the doctor to get out from under what God's putting on you. He's not putting anything on you. And, and as I mentioned last week, if God was putting something on you, you should see Jesus. He's the will of God in action. He who's seen me who's seen the Father, Jesus said. So you should see Jesus putting sickness on somebody. If you think that Jesus was leaving somebody sick for the will of God, then we should see Jesus doing that. And Jesus never said, well, you know, you, you know, God don't want you healed. And that brings me to something that I wanted to share that, was, that, that, that I got excited about last night. Man, just when you think you know everything. And I just thought I knew everything about healing. Isn't that something? No, I didn't think I know everything. I know Because there's always something to learn, right? And, and we all should be teachable. And you know how people say, well... Why didn't God decide to heal this person? He decided to heal that one and this one and that one. And I got this revelation. It was so good. You may have already seen this. And that's totally possible. 
because, I mean, we all have Jesus on the inside of us, right? So I got this revelation. God is not making any decisions about whether he's going to heal somebody or another. He made the decision back then to heal everybody. So he, he's not, the people, he's, don't people think God is tripping about trying to decide. Trying to figure out whether he wants to heal somebody or not. He's already done it. If he didn't want us healed, he shouldn't have. All sickness and disease is satanic oppression. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Jesus went about eradicating sickness uh, and, and, and disease. He never left one person. He never left one person sick. He never told one person that, well, you know, you have to stay sick for the glory of God, for God to get glory out of this. And that's very important for us to look to Jesus because he's the will of God in action. Forgetting out all his benefits. Same time he forgave all your iniquity. How many iniquities did he take? All of them. So you can't, you can't separate this out. At the very same time, he healed how many of your, your diseases? All of them. So let's not forget his benefits. It goes on, I mean, to say he satisfies our mouth, satisfies our mouth with good things. And then I, I like this part. That our youth is renewed like the eagles. How many, of you, how many of you are thankful that all your sins are forgiven? Now let's be thankful that all our sicknesses have been dealt with. He took them all. Just thank him for it right now. Said, Lord, thank, thank you. It's nothing to work. At, nothing to work on. Just Lord, I just thank Him. Healed. Can you can you say thank you? I'm healed. Yeah, some somebody's healed right now while I'm talking right now because they receive what Jesus did for them on the cross. Boy, isn't isn't that good? He's not. He's not. He's not making a decision about whether or not he's going to heal somebody. He already decided. Thank you, Lord. You, he sees you healed. That's how he sees you. He sees you forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you no person will leave here with their spiritual needs unmet. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus,